Denver announces first round of service reductions to pay for migrant support. Mayor blames Republicans for the debacle that Denver is in with no budget to pay for all of said sanctuary city illegal immigrants. Let's get into it. Here we go. Our other top story tonight, Denver's mayor is announcing cuts to city services to help offset costs related to the growing migrant crisis. This after the failure of the bipartisan immigration bill in Congress this week. Denver 7's Christian Lopez is breaking down some of the changes you can expect to see across the city. In an emotional announcement Friday morning, Mayor Mike Johnston said the city of Denver is now moving into a new phase with no federal support at all to help with the ongoing migrant crisis in the city. I want it to be clear to Denverites who is not responsible for this crisis that we're in. The folks who have walked 3,000 miles to get to this city. Johnston sharply criticizing congressional lawmakers after a bipartisan immigration deal failed to pass the Senate earlier this week. That means now we will not have a likely reduction in the number of folks that are crossing the border without access to work authorization. We'll have more folks who will arrive in Denver without a path to CBP-1 or a path to TPS, which means they don't have a path to work. And we will not have any federal resources to support in the $180 million of costs that we are projecting to be able to provide these services well over the next year. That- you should have thought about that before you went down that whole sanctuary city deal, right? I mean, what were you thinking? Oh, we'll just we'll just get a bailout here. We'll just get a bailout. It'll be fine. Oh, we're not getting a bailout? Oh, good Lord. This isn't good. What are we going to do? Well, we got to cut the budget. And the mayor of Denver is literally asking everybody within his administration, whatever you want to call it, to we gotta gotta make, we're gonna have to make like five percent cut. We're gonna have to make a little haircut. You guys all gotta make a cut. And so folks are in Denver saying, no, not an election year. We're not cutting services during an election year. What's wrong with you? Well, it's the mayor of Denver. That financial burden now forcing significant budget cuts, starting with Denver DMV and Parks and Rec. What that looks like for DMV is we are no longer um, taking vehicle registrations in person. We will move those to online. We will start rotating weekly DMV closures starting on March 4th. We will also uh, have to make some hard decisions around reducing services for Parks and Rec heading into this summer and spring. That means beginning February 20th, we will reduce hours uh, at our rec centers. And that's all just the beginning. Those cuts are expected to save the city about $5 million, less than 3% of projected costs. This is a plan for shared sacrifice. This is what good people do in hard situations as you try to manage your way to serve all of your values. Our values are... So many questions, so few answers. This guy has none of them. This guy raises more questions than provides answers. But this is typical of a blue, big, liberal city being run under the ground. I mean, let's be honest. This is, this is not going to work out well because you're going to have more and more immigrants head to Denver as we already know that the, the illegal path has been moved from the southern border in Texas, it's being moved up to the left, to the west coast, and they're going to go through Tucson. They're already going through Tucson, and that's heading just straight up into Denver. It's, it, you know, it, it's happening in real time right now, and these folks are going to have more 
on their plate as far as responsibility and resources to be spent. You're not going to be able to do it with cuts from from locals. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to you can't can't do the budget that way. So yeah. We want to continue to be a city that, that does not have women and children out on the street in tents in 20-degree weather. And we also want to be a city that provides all of our constituents with the services they deserve and the services that they expect. Those budget cuts announced are just the first steps. Mayor Mike Johnson says there will be more this year. So now more than ever, he is hoping that community members and surrounding cities will step up to help. In Denver, I'm Christian Lopez, Denver 7. My thought is, good luck. All right, here's the plan, guys. We're going to hope that things get better. We're going we're gonna to hope that the budget works out because we want everybody to have the same amount of services, the same level of services. What about the taxpaying citizens who are funding all this? Now they get a whack to their DMV. Have you been to the DMV lately? It's not a fun experience, right? It's just not. It's, it's terrible. So now it's just going to be even slower. So I'm sure it'll all work out, right? Take a look at this video. Where officials won't enforce federal immigration laws. Critics say that attracts more migrants with illegal crossings at the southern border this year at record highs. What would you like to see the city do? Democratic mayors recently writing President Biden saying action is needed to help cities address the crisis. What's the one thing you want from the Biden administration right now? When you admit someone for asylum into the country, they should get work authorization. We should expedite the process of approving that application so it doesn't take four years. It could take 30 days. Johnston is under increasing pressure from counties outside of Denver that are not taking in migrants. Suburban Douglas County passing a resolution demanding Denver drop its status as a sanctuary city, a jurisdiction where officials won't enforce federal immigration laws. Critics say that attracts more migrants with illegal crossings at the southern border this year at record highs. What would you like to see the city do? I'd like the city to actively proclaim that it is not a sanctuary city. I think it's important. <laughs> All right. So this is Douglas County. This is outside of Denver, I think. And, and this guy is basically saying, yeah, this is Abe, Abe Layden from Douglas County. He is basically saying, ixnay on the sanctuary city because he's reasonable and he understands that the budget only goes so far. And you can't, you can't just pay for everything. It's not going to happen. I mean, the whole situation to me is just mind blowing in the, in, in the levels at which these, these Democrats are thinking that they're going to save the world. And you're just, you're left with, well, you, you can't save everybody. You can't save everybody. And in, in, in trying, you are literally bankrupting your cities. You're going to have to have a massive federal budget bail, federal bailout. And, you know, right now, not really seeing that happening. Important that we're not bringing people to a cold weather climate. There are more than 2,600 migrants in Denver's shelter system, and now nearly 30,000 who have come through Denver in the last year, costing taxpayers more than $32 million so far. Denver's shelters are full, with some migrants now sleeping in tent encampments like these, where temperatures drop below freezing at night. It just seems like pretty inconvenient for them and for us. Really, a lot of people in the in this inconvenient, uh, freezing your rear end off. Mm, yeah, 
How about how about just not good? How about not plan good planning? Hey, you knew you only had so much in the way of resources for homelessness, and then you just keep bringing people in. All right, how about that sanctuary city? Yeah, apartment complex are concerned. Families with children are given priority in Denver shelters. We meet a group of adults who just arrived. Hennessy's from Venezuela said they don't know where they're supposed to go next. We don't know. We have no knowledge, direction, location, she tells us. Jan saying, we had to go through seven countries on foot through the jungle. We came for the opportunity for the work permit. Mayor Johnson says Denver expects to spend as much as $100 million on migrants in the next year, but they're only budgeted for $20 million. Thousands of flight attendants walking picket lines. I'm sure it'll work out just fine somehow, right? I mean, this will just magically work its way into some semblance of, of, of reality. Denver's mayor is getting pushback on his call for shared sacrifice to address the migrant crisis. The elected official who runs Denver's elections says he will not comply with the budget cuts requested by the mayor. Not during an election year. Here's Mark Salinger. Mm-mm. The cuts that are being asked of my office in a year like this and 2024 with what we're up against is absolutely unacceptable. In a city that's asking every department to cut its budget, Denver clerk and reporter Paul Lopez says his office will not comply. We're not going to participate in any kind of budget cuts. It's 2024. We have a presidential election. Lopez says Mayor Mike Johnston <laughs> asked him to cut nearly a million dollars out of his budget to help the city pay for the cost of the migrant crisis. Johnston has said the city is short $180 million this year, putting the blame on the more than 40,000 migrants who've arrived in Denver. Every office from the police department to the animal shelter is facing cuts. It's a slippery slope when you talk about defunding elections. It's a slippery slope, especially now. Defunding elections. I love it. We're now we're defunding elections for what was the other term? Shared responsibility. You gotta share the response. No, no, you don't. You gotta get rid of your sanctuary city status and then try and rebuild your budget, try and get back on track. That's what you gotta do, but you're not gonna because you're not reasonable because you're Mike Johnston, right? And our democracy's at stake. A million dollars means that you're cutting operations, you're not fulfilling security mandates. Um, or you're cutting personnel. The Office of Clerk and Recorder in Denver is an independently elected, nonpartisan position. The mayor's office told us budget cuts were merely requested, not required, for offices like Lopez's that don't directly report to the mayor. And I hope there's a willingness to learn about what we do before we are asked to cut from it. In a presidential election year that also will see several local elections, Lopez says cutting a million dollars from his budget will leave elections and election workers vulnerable. Under no circumstance am I willing to sacrifice the safety, the security, the transparency, or the accessibility of our elections. His answer to the mayor is clear. It's 2024 and our democracy is at stake. So no. The nearly $1 million that the clerk and recorder's office was asked to cut is about 5% of their total budget. They're part of the same category as, say, the district attorney's office. We're told that office has also been asked to cut 5% of its budget, but again, they technically have the choice not to because it's an independently elected office. It's merely a request, Kyle, as the mayor's office put it to me today. And then you got the money that's going to Denver Health. That also is a separate category. Mayor's office can't force Denver Health to take less money. Right. But a lot of city agencies... 
do have to jump when the mayor says jump. Yeah, there's a lot of offices that are already preparing things like the police department, the fire department, the public safety department, the animal Ugh. shelter, all those offices. They don't really have the choice to say no. We asked the mayor's office, hey, are you guys also preparing to take budgets costs? They told us yes. Like the mayor's office itself, the Correct. staff and budget he has control over. They say that they are the part of those budget cuts, just like every other department in Denver. All right. Terrible, Martha. terrible the clock is decisions. for Valentine's Day. See what we're see what we're dealing with here, right? I mean, is this not just insanity? I mean, so you can see there are some reasonable people in Denver. There are. Uh, they're, they're probably still going to vote Democrat because that's just how things have gone. But you've got people that are like, mm, no, this is not a good idea. This is a terrible idea. Notice how that guy in the the um, in the office of registrar or whatever it is, voters' office. He said three times, I think at least three times. Um, I don't need these right now. He said three times, it's 2024. And you, you kind of got the feeling that he's ramping up for oof, a uh, tricky election. Denver Mayor Mike Johnston announced cuts to some city services to pay for migrant support and blamed Congress, specifically Republicans, for exacerbating the situation by not passing an immigration bill. That immigration bill was terrible. It did not, it, it, to me, you take the laws that are on the books already, like Trump did, and that's what you do. I mean, that's where you start. Do we need immigration reform? Absolutely. But that bill, that was a bad deal to me, I mean, in my, in my opinion. So I'm glad it didn't go through. I mean, this whole thing that ah, the Republicans are just trying to tank everything because they can kind of keep looking good. With this whole, you know, illegals just pouring in. Well, none of these sanctuary cities, they're all self-proclaimed. So everything happening to these cities is what they wanted and is what they identified as. And so now you've got little areas saying, like like the guy we just saw in Denver, just outside of Denver, saying, no, uh, we would rather have Denver say we're not a sanctuary city so that the outerlying areas don't have to take the impact. Johnston announced a changes to reduce costs at Denver Motor Vehicle offices in the Department of Parks and Recreation. Parks and Rec, you're going to cut Parks and Rec? No, you can't do that. That was a great show, wasn't it? That was a funny show. It made fun of all this ridiculousness that's going on. That was during a press conference on Friday. The reductions will save $5 million, and Johnston said more cuts will be necessary because it's a tiny, tiny percentage of the overage that you're going to incur by being a sanctuary city. And I don't think the, I don't think the number of illegals have, has really been kind of identified that's going to go to Denver because now that you've pushed kind of away from that Texas border, you're going to push a more direct route right into Denver. That's going to be one of the main cities that's going to take the brunt of the pressure that Greg Abbott is putting on this situation. In early January, Johnston alerted the city council the number of migrants arriving in needs of services would cost the city approximately $180 million this year. They are literally bankrupting their own city by choice and then trying to blame somebody else. Well, if we just had, we just had, you know, this 100 and what is it? Um, the, uh, 
the, the massive bill that just got, I was trying to think of that, is it 180 billion? I think 118, 118 billion that just got basically shit canned and, uh, <laughs> and rightfully so. It was just terrible. The city pulled 10 million from a contingency fund and 15 million from a remodeling fund, according to information from Johnson's office. Yeah, you, you don't want to have a contingency fund. You don't want to have a rainy day fund. And you don't want to have a remodeling fund. Put it all into the illegals because you have self-proclaimed being a sanctuary city. Sure, that'll be fine. I'm here to talk about the devastating impact of the failure of Republican leadership in Congress this week to pass comprehensive immigration changes and the impact that will have on both city budgets and on services that we can provide for newcomers in the city, Johnson said to open the press conference. You know, there are cities that were not self-proclaimed sanctuary cities. They do not have these issues because they realistically looked at their budget and went, you know what? We can't afford it. It's irresponsible for us to self-proclaim being a sanctuary city and take all of these folks in and just basically mess with our economy, mess with our budgets, mess with our locals. All right, we're going to shut some school, you know, down. We're going to shut down parks and recs. We're going to we're going to literally, you know, rock the, the 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 society of the social structure of these sanctuary cities. Yeah, there's a bunch of cities. Most cities just said no. You got these big cities that have to compete against each other, like Seattle and Portland, LA, and you know, you've got Massachusetts, the entire state. I mean, things are just not going to go well there. Johnson said Denver officials worked with congressional leaders from both parties, the White House and several federal agencies, to push for action. Push for action. Denver has supported 38,000 migrants at a cost of more than 42 million during the last few months, according to Johnson's office. Let's put that in relative terms. So number of migrants that came across, that's so 38,000 in, in recent times, right? Denver has taken. In December, we had 302,034 migrants come across the southern border. What is that, nine times what the number we're talking here? So these self-described, self-appointed sanctuary cities are taking a fraction of the folks just streaming through the southern border, and they're crying uncle because they're realizing, ooh, this is expensive. This is not going to work out. Hey, Parks and Rex, could you cut your budget by 5%? Hey, elections officials, we need you to whack a little something, even though it's a you know election year. Despite broad bipartisan support, I think former President Donald Trump and Republican leaders saw this as a chance that if this bill actually passed, it would have successfully solved the problem facing cities on the border. It still would have allowed what? Way in excess of a million a year. That doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't solve the problem at all. What starts to work on solving the problem is what Governor Greg Abbott is doing in Texas, which is actually securing the border. How hard is that to work out? No amount of legislature, if you're not enforcing, it's going to work. It's just not. I mean, this is ridiculous. But what happens is you have enough people saying, well, if we just had the legislature, you know, pass this bill, we would have been golden. It's like Biden saying, just give me the power. And then the next day he's saying, well, I'm going to use my executive powers to make this go. And you're left with, 
nothing that guy's going to do is going to make this happen. This guy doesn't have a go gear in his system, right? He's just got neutral or backwards. They would have rather seen it fail so they could exacerbate these problems. The problems are being exacerbated because you self-described as a sanctuary city and brought this on yourself. Period. It's not that difficult. If a real estate guy from Seattle can figure this out, I mean, come on now, right? (laughs) And extend the suffering of American people and of newcomers for their own electoral chances in this November. Now, it was a terrible bill. It got tanked, as it should have. And, you know, we move on. But now they want to take credit for, wow, the Republicans, they're to blame. I was watching uh, Tim Pool yesterday, and he had some woman on his show that um, was was obviously very liberal. And she was basically saying that, all right, we have to look at the root causes of what's causing all of these people to want to leave their countries and come to America. We got to look at the root cause. And I came up with, okay, root causes means you don't really want to do anything because you want to reimagine and rethink what the problems are. And then you need to have a game plan, right? Barbed wire is a game plan. That is a deterrent. All of this root causes and why are people coming in from Honduras? Why are people coming in from Venezuela? We got to look at that because it's American policy. And you're just left with us. So you just want to think about this and talk about it and, you know, come up with conjecture of why this may or may not happen. But you don't really want to do anything. And she eventually, she didn't know where the Darien Gap was. She thought it was in Mexico. Like, okay, I'll give you one. But you might want to get, if you're going to go on a big podcast like that, you might want to get your your stats in order. And nobody else in the Tim Pool realm of folks knew where the Darien Gap was either. It's half of it's in Colombia, half of it's in Panama. And it's just this treacherous, brutal section you go to to make your way up into Mexico. You, know, you can go through multiple countries. But this woman was saying that, you know, the United States has a responsibility to everybody that is having a tough either economic time or being politically prosecuted. And that is kind of the overriding factor here is that these big blue liberal cities think that they have a responsibility to save everybody, budget be damned. And that's literally what we're watching unfold. All right, you're going to need to take a cut and GMV. Yeah, no more car processing titles for you guys because we got to house the migrants. And the the locals are going, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. So you're having you're having just a scooch of pushback, right? Pushback on the shenanigans. Yep. As part of the reductions, the Denver Motor Vehicle Office will no longer take vehicle res- registration renewals in person, and drivers must complete registrations by mail, online, or at kiosks. Five locations will have rotating weekly closures. No, hard no. Hard no is where I would be with this. Denver already has a massive homelessness problem, right? I mean, they do. New York City already has a massive homeless problem. We've got all kinds of these these self-proclaimed blue cities that have basically come right out and said, we, we can't take any more, but hey, let's take on the world's problems. And here we are. And you know, the whole Chinese thing, some of that has to do with these folks are coming over on based on instructions from TikTok. They're getting into the country and 
when the United States, when our border protection tries to send these illegals from China back to China, China says no. So either which way, the illegals that are pouring across the Arizona and Nevada and California borders now, they're going to be in the U.S. one way or the other because China is often saying, no, we're not taking them back, period. So these folks have nothing to lose. And why wouldn't they come here, right? Because with what we've got going on, one of my other podcasts today will be there's going to be a massive rush of illegals into the United States with the fear, which is seemingly escalating, is the fear that Donald Trump might win. And he's already come right out and said, "Ah, we're going to do some record level deportations. And whether he does or not, I don't know, but it's, you know, it's like real estate. It's based on impression. It's based on the market's recognition of what may or may not happen. Not reality necessarily. Trump has already said, hey, we're going to have some record level deportations. So I think coming into the 2024 election, you're going to have those numbers are going to get pumped up, right? I mean, that just makes sense to me. Spring recreation programming will be reduced by 25%. Ah, poor kids. Recreation centers will go from operating seven days per week to six, and neighborhood centers will reduce hours of operation. All right. So you're going to take away healthy programs for kids and for residents of these areas and fund a never-ending cycle of illegals coming into Denver. I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. The city also plans to make changes to migrant services provided and decrease the number of newcomers served. All right. Um, But when they're in your streets, they're living homeless, they're living raw. uh, What are you going to do? Somebody has a baby. Legal immigrant from Venezuela has a baby on your sidewalk. Are you not going to give that person care? I mean, what are you going to do? These are the things that have, you know, or, or how about arrests that are being made of people pulling shenanigans that are illegal immigrants without a work visa in in your sad sanctuary city what about those folks you're going to have to you're going to have to spend what is now a shrinking police budget what little you have left on those types of things because you're inherently going to have a bunch of fixed costs a bunch of bunch of fixed expenses and I know I'm talking business here now, but that's that is at the heart of so much of this is you do not have people running these big sit blue cities that have any background in business whatsoever because they'd look at the budget and go, yeah, I'm sorry, we can't do that. That's irresponsible, irresponsible to our constituents. And that's what Governor Greg Abbott has done down in Texas. He looked at it and he went, this is ridiculous. We're taking over. And he took over Shelby Park. And here we are. And now these are the stories. Ah, we've run out of money. (laughs) We can't afford all these illegals in our community. So this was solvable with bipartisan support, and we would not be facing these challenges, Johnson said. Really? How? Because nothing really changed there. You're still a sanctuary city. You still got people pouring over the border. So how would that have really changed? What would what would have changed? I want to be clear to Denverites. Who is not responsible for this crisis we're in? The folks who have walked 3,000 miles to get to this city. 
But leading them into believing that you're going to provide for them, it creates that draw of them coming in, right? Whereas what Greg Abbott is doing is he is pushing back and saying, no, you can't come here in these huge numbers. It's a no-go, pushing back on the cartel, pushing back on all these numbers. In addition to getting more federal financial assistance, Johnston said the federal government allowing work authorization permits to migrants would dramatically help the problem. Or does it create more problems? You don't know who these folks are. They have not been vetted. That is the whole point of the immigration process. That's the whole point. Vast majority of these people looking for asylum will not get it. In the meantime, you've got millions, 10, 12, 14, 16 million illegals that have come into the country since the Biden administration has taken office. Where are they? What are they doing? We don't really know. So, so no, you can't just willy-nilly hand out you know, work visas just to anybody who comes along. We live in a society, this is Jim Jeffries, we live in a society, we have rules. And, you know, coming from that guy, you're like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, yeah, your rules are a little different than the rest of us, but he's got a point. You've you've got rules that you got to follow. The rules are there for a reason. And the whole reason we've got this massive debacle is because the federal government has not been following the rules. They have not been following the rules set forth by Congress, the rules that are on the books. And how do we know this? In real estate terms, we have a matched pair analysis which means we saw what the immigration numbers were under the previous administration, Donald Trump, and now we're seeing what happens with those same numbers with the Biden administration. What does that look like? Well, we had record low numbers when things were enforced, and then when things weren't enforced and we basically turned Customs and Border Protection into a delivery service for the illegals, Well, then you have record levels escalate the wrong direction, right? Record levels just flooding the country. So you've got a match pair analysis. That's that's an appraisal term. But it's so accurate because, all right, you've got one set of criteria here. You've got another set of criteria here. What's the difference? One followed the law. One didn't. There you go. There's your sign. You don't need that 118 chair dropped on me. You don't need that 118 billion or whatever it was. Most of it was meant for Israel and yeah, Ukraine. What are we even doing there? They have asked for nothing but the ability to work and support themselves. Yeah, but they came into the country illegally, you smuck. I mean, <laughs> how do we see this any differently? They came in illegally. If 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 they want to if they want to, you know, go for asylum, that's fine. But not in the United States. Have them do that wherever it is that they're coming from, work that process. Problem there is most of them will not get in because just being poor isn't going to grant you asylum. And just having general violence in your community, like so many of these that are coming from, isn't a way to legally get into the country and you're going to be denied. So you're going to be turned back. So at some point in time, are we going to have a massive pushback and a massive deportation? I mean, what a mess that would be. But a lot of folks are saying, yeah, that's what we need. I guess we're going to find out, right? And this whole notion, what I find really interesting is you've got more and more people saying, you know what? I think Trump's got a chance to win. He's ahead in the polls and Biden. I mean, 
what is Biden even doing? Biden has just had a terrible run lately, right? He's got that special report. And now the Republicans are asking, hey, you know what? We'd love to see a copy of that report. I was reading a uh, story on that this morning. And, you know, some people are saying, ah, you know, if there's nothing in it, then release it. The only reason you wouldn't release it is because it's got more damning stuff in it. Like Biden is an elderly gentleman who is losing his effing mind. Yeah, there wasn't effing, but let's be honest, that's a concern <laughs> when the leader of the free world can't remember the passing of his son. I view this as elder abuse. Biden is the same age as my parents. If if my dad was if my dad was having you know these type issues and. My dad is not having these type issues. If my dad was, I would be saying, you know what? Let's get dad out of there. But that's, you know, the 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 Biden regime has gone down so many other other avenues. 10% for the big guy. I mean, he's so integral to that family's wealth structure that, you know, they're going to prop him up for as long as he can. They're going to give him that senior citizen speed for as long as he can. And we'll just see how this goes. So let's finish this one out. Employers across the city have asked for nothing but the chance to hire them. And the federal government this week said those folks who want to work in this country cannot be employed by people in this country who want to hire them. That is the crisis. No, the crisis is is that you let the, the, the southern border just go. Now you've got pressure on the northern border as well. Now you've got big pressure coming across from Canada. Oh, things are going to get spicy I think 2024 is going to be, I think it's going to be quite the year because we've still got, we've got a number of months to ramp up, right? And with this kind of stuff going on, these budget, these budget cuts, they're not going to get smaller. They're going to get bigger. And the numbers of people coming into the country are, in my opinion, especially going to like a Denver, going to a San Diego, California, or going to Arizona up through Tucson. Those numbers are going to get bigger because you've put pressure that direction by what Abbott is doing, and he's not going to back down. I mean, you're going to have to literally take an army to that dude to to get him to move, and he's literally not going to back down. I covered an entire, yesterday during the live stream, I covered an entire speech that he did, and he outlined exactly why he's doing what he's doing. To me, it makes absolute sense. He's running a business. He's running a state, and he's running the southern border, like it should be run, and people are freaking out. Oh, but how can we get these people a work visa? It's wild stuff, right? It's just this is the micro, you know, of of what's going on, and this is happening all across the United States in in these big blue sanctuary cities. There, um, it, it's it's not going to turn out well. But you know what? For us, get out that popcorn. All right, that's it for me on this one. Thanks for being here on this episode. Love to have you subscribe, do all that good stuff. I'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for watching.